I want to thank everyone that brought cans for today's message. How many brought cans for today's? Thank you. Thank you on that. And what we will do is give this to a, uh, I'm sure, a food pantry uh, somewhere in the county. But I thought this would be a good way for you to remember this sermon. Miracles come in cans. And more specifically, miracles come in I can. I can. I can. Philippians chapter 4. Please get there. This will be one of the shortest sermons you've ever heard. Oh, preacher, promises, promises. And every time I do preach a short sermon, man, afterwards, I just get barraged by people saying, that was the best sermon you ever preached. (laughs) Philippians 4, verse number 13. One verse. You all know it. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Everybody say that together. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. One more time. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Father, take the few words that we will speak here this morning, and God, I am believing that it will be life-changing for someone. In Jesus' name, amen. Some places in the New Testament where the word I can is mentioned and written down, the Greek word, equivalent word to that is dunamis. What word do we get from the word dunamis? Dynamite. Dynamite. And nobody on this side even knows what that means. That's a struggle that I have. In preaching to such varied age group, uh, I, I said again today, and I'm going to learn this in the when I've got when I got kids that are nine, ten years old in the baptism class. In our baptistry thing that we've the folder that I use from, it's got uh, WWJD. We just need to take that out because about six months ago I mentioned it, and I mentioned it again today, and I get this same blank stare. You know, it's just like kids, it's just like WWJD, and here comes this stare. They've never heard of that before. They don't know about the little wristband with WWJD. And when I had to explain that, I thought, my, my life is passing me right on by. It was like that was two years ago, not 10 or 12 years ago. So back to it. Dynamite. <laughs> what was that guy's name? J-J. What was it? J.J. Walker. What was the name of that show? Good Times. <laughs> so I can is spiritual dynamite. I can't is powerless. I can 
is dynamite. I can't is powerless. I can is dynamite. And I want to in my life, I want to be an I canner. Not someone, but in the moment you mention them, no, I can't do that. I want to be one of these guys that knows that miracles come and I can. I can. And I think what we need to know is to have a goal in our life, and that's the first thing. There are so many people living their life without any type of goal whatsoever. They're living like Mr. Magoo. Now, let me explain that Mr. Magoo... <laughs> was this cartoon character that had his big, super big glasses and couldn't see anything even though he had his glasses on and he drove around and everybody had to get out of the way because he didn't have a clue where he was going and what he was doing. Don't live your life like that. I know some people that are old at 25. I know people that are young at 65. Because they have that goal, they're looking forward to tomorrow, and they know that the miracle comes in, I can. Have a goal. Number two, get started. And number three, do your very best. Simple. J.C. Penney said, the hardest part of any job is getting started. You know that to be true. At Lowell Clifton's visitation, there was a man from Mount Vernon stood right back there by that door, and when I walked in, he was doing this number, looking at the building. And then he seen me. I'd never met the man before. He seen me, and then he said, how did all this happen? There's not enough houses close by. How did all this happen? And I can tell you how all this happened. It was a group of people, albeit a small group of people at one time, that said, I can. That's how it happened. That's how it happened. Not, well, I can't because, well, there is nobody around, and I can't because all the people that is coming in are Mennonites, and I, and I cannot because all the people that are, is coming in are, are Amish. I can't. No, a group of people said, I can, I can, I can. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And give all you got. And that's what I, what I really was thinking about today, seeing not, all, not, just, not just the youngsters, but when I saw the youngsters up here and I thought, they're giving their very best unto the Lord. God will bless that a hundred times over. Yeah. He will. He will. If I'm playing darts, I'm giving my very best. I don't play one-on-one -on -one anymore because my hook shot's too devastating for people. <laughs> it's either that or I don't want to get hurt. There, yeah. So I play horse. And when I play horse, I give my very best. When I play ping pong, 
I give my very best. And it don't matter to me if I'm playing somebody my age or if I'm playing somebody 12. Because how are they going to learn? <laughs> That's right. Somebody said, that's why your kids moved to Chicago and halfway around the world. <laughs> Could be, I don't know. Years ago, I got so good at being, and, and doing this right here, you ain't got a clue what I'm going to be. <laughs> How many of you ever tried taking a Coke bottle and wooden clothespins? Wooden clothespins. <laughs> and taking wooden clothespins and dropping them inside that Coke bottle. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the response I wanted. Like, ooh, wow. <laughs> Given my very best no matter what I'm doing, and I might get beat, but it won't, because, it won't be because I wasn't doing my best. It'd be because the other person cheated. That's why. <laughs> that's why it was. So be willing, be willing to give all you've got, give your very best. I told a man years ago, when the Spirit of God speaks to me about doing something, I, and I told him it, he didn't like it because he stood against everything I ever tried to do. But I said, when the Spirit of God speaks to me about doing something, don't bet against me. And I'll tell you why. Here's the reason why. I get a goal. I get started, and I give my very best. There are people that like me. There are people that don't like me. But they all know that I'm not a quitter. Whether they like me or not, they know I'm not a quitter. In seventh grade, I remember this vividly, standing in, in my grandma Dorothy's kitchen with grandpa listening to the conversation, and me telling Grandma Dorothy, I'm going out for the seventh grade team. And Grandma Dorothy said, Mark, you're from Keens. They're not going to let you be on the starting five. <laughs> and I said, I can be on the starting five. And I was. Eighth grade, I remember Stan is <laughs> standing in Grandma's kitchen. Because I was always over getting, hey, you got a cheeseburger you can fix me? <laughs> Standing in that kitchen saying, I'm going to try out for the eighth grade team. And grandma saying, Mark, you're from Keens. You'll never be on the starting five. And I remember thinking to myself, I can be on the starting five. And I was. I remember being a freshman. One, it's a theme here wanting to be on the freshman team and standing in my grandma's kitchen and telling her I'm going to be out and try out for the freshman team. And she said, Mark, you're from Keynes. You'll never be on the starting five. And I'm thinking, you, you, you got to get this figured out. I can be on the starting five. And I was on the starting five. I'm telling you what, when it comes to ministry, I am not, nor never will be, the most gifted preacher or the most good-looking or the most tailored or the most fashion. I make fashion faux pas, and I'm sure this is one today. <laughs> I do it every week. 
But you can know this. I'm going to give my very best. And the reason that I'm willing to do that is because I am not, which I wished I was, but I am not a many talented person. I have not been given all the different talents that a lot of other people have got. I've been given one talent. I am a person with one talent, and all I can do, that's what I do to the very best of my ability. And on Sunday morning, I never have to worry. Now, do I get up and sing, or do I get up and preach today? No, I know I'm going to preach because I'm just a one talented kind of guy. But in that, I'm going to give my very best. Thanks, Ori. When I look over and go like that, you start clapping, and then everybody else to start clapping. <laughs> Let's illustrate this in history. Abraham Lincoln, can I get that up on the screen? 1832, defeated for state legislature. 1833, failed in business. How many has never seen this before? You never have. In 1834, he was elected to the state legislature. In 1835, his fiance died. In 1836, he suffered a nervous breakdown and was in bed for over three months. In 1838, he was defeated for speaker. In 1843, defeated for Congress. 1846, elected to Congress. 1848, lost his renomination to Congress. In 1849, rejected for land officer. 1854, defeated for United States Senate. 1856, defeated for nomination for vice president of his party. In 1858, defeated for United States Senate. In 1860, elected president of the United States of America and without a doubt, the greatest president we've ever had and it would have never happened if he would have said, I can't do it. Never would have happened. We would have never known of Abraham Lincoln. But because that man said, I can, even though there were struggles every day. And I'm telling you, that's why he was the man that we needed during the Civil War, because he knew what struggle was. He had walked through it. He had got through it. And he knew that God would get him through it again. Not this penny waist from frilly wearing kind of outfit to where, oh, I'm just going to fold because it's too hard and I'll just quit. I'm telling you at home. I've took in my dictionary the word quit and I blotted it out. I don't even want it in my dictionary. <laughs> Winston Churchill's speech that he gave at Harrow School, never give up. Never give up. Never give up. And those students knew that man meant it because he was fighting against Adolf Hitler and the Nazis and he was standing toe-to-toe -to -toe and not giving an inch. And that's the kind of Christian that God's looking for. Ori. <laughs> the person that won't quit is the person that wins the victory. It's like the little dog that kept getting out underneath the fence 
and going over to the neighbor's dog, and that dog was a bigger dog. And that big dog just, just, just lit into that little dog and just fought and bit and barked. And finally, that little dog, it went back underneath the fence where it came from. And the next day, it crawled out underneath the fence and went over to that big dog again. And that big dog just started chewing and gnawing on that little dog. And that little dog, it went back underneath the fence. And the third day, it went up underneath the fence over to the neighbor's yard. And that big dog just clawed and just bit into him and sent him underneath the fence. And the fourth day, that dog got underneath the fence and went over to the neighbor's yard. And that big dog saw that little dog and just turned and went the other way. And the little dog just following it, and the big dog going the other way. It ain't worth it. <laughs> He's going to be back again the next day and the next day. Thank God that I've known of people in my life that have that same kind of attitude where you're not going to beat them. They're going to continue in the fight because miracles come in. I can do the job. Look at the auditorium that you're sitting in. At the kids' church and the modified youth and Adventureland and the nurseries and over a hundred different ministries and Centralia Branch and Fairfield Branch and we're soon to be Camp Orchardville and check out this lake when you get out of here. One of these days that thing's going to be full of water. Listen, I learned I can from my mom. No matter what was thrown at her, her idea was I can. And I've seen people fold under lesser adversities, but my mom had that and has still instilled that within me. And when I got born again, then I even seen it on a spiritual basis. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Let's all stand. I told you. What we want to do is have an, a time of, of uh, prayer at the altar. And it's not just for a select few. It's just not for the ones that usually come to the altar, and thank God they do. This is for anybody and everybody. I want this to be engrafted and infused within your spirit. I can. If we had a whole church filled with people with that idea, I can, we would not have the room to fit everybody. Amen. Because I know what you would do. You would start going out and inviting other people to church because you've got the attitude, I can do that. That's what would happen. So if this is something that has struck a nerve within you, I want you to be willing, and you can pray at your seat. Sure you can. But there's something about we have a doing faith. When, when the man was, was, when Lazarus was in the tomb, Jesus could have done it all. He could have rolled away the stone. He could have done it all. But those people that were standing there, Jesus said, roll away the stone. What they could do, he demanded for them to do. I mean, he would do what they could not do. We have a doing faith. Jesus told the man, stretch forth your hand. And he stretched forth his withered hand, and Jesus made him whole. There was a part that he could do. We have a part that we can do. 
and that is by faith, come forward and ask God. Maybe this is not your problem. Maybe it's something else. But if this is something in your life to where this is the type of spirit that I wished I had, this is the type of spirit that I want to be reinforced in my life, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That was first penned by a man that helped shape the world that we live in right now today. One guy. One man. One man. But the Encyclopedia Britannica said he was the most gifted man of his day, spoke more languages than anybody in his day, more traveled than any Roman soldier, more gifted than any orator. One man that gave it all to Jesus and said, I can do it. I can do it with his help. I can do it with his help. I can do it with his help. Father, I'm believing, but they take the words that they have heard this day, and God, it penetrate both their mind and their soul and their spirit. And dear God, it, may, it would have a, a, a resounding effect within their life. And God, if there's someone here this day that never asked you to be their Savior and Lord, I'm praying that you would knock right now, knock. Knock on their heart. Let them know that today that they can say yes to you. And maybe they've already made that decision years ago, but God, now that decision is cold and it's lifeless and it's of very little meaning. Help them, God, make that decision today that I can live my life for the Lord Jesus Christ. I can. I can. I can. I can. Thank God for people that have that in their spirit. In your name we ask and pray, Lord. Amen. I am a maker And he formed my heart Before even time began My life
close to you Never let me go And no one else will do Cause nothing else could take your place To feel the warmth of your embrace And help me find a way It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.